0: And thank you so much for joining us again. It is the Nightly Pleasures Podcast, episode number 23. Tonight, our first story is an excerpt from Scott Hildreth. It's the 29th chapter in his newest piece, debuting here. It's Dick. We rolled around on the bed naked, wrapped in each other's arms. The mood was different. We were kissing and playing around like high school kids. It was nice. For the first time since we started having sex, I was sober. So it may have been the lack of alcohol that brought on the change. But I really doubted it. Something, I was sure, had changed. I couldn't decide if the change was within me, in Dick, or if it was a little of both. Whatever the case, I liked it. A lot. He pinned me on my back, kissed along my upper arm, and eventually reached my neck. Goosebumps rose along my legs while he kissed up my neck until his mouth was against my ear. I felt his cock pressing the inside of my thigh. Strangely, I didn't want it. At least, not in me. Not yet. I reached down and gripped it loosely in my hand, and began to stroke it until it was firm. With his naked body pressed against mine, I felt like we were preparing to make love. Making love was something I wasn't sure I'd ever really done, and I had mentally set it aside as something that might happen when I was married, and not before. Most of my sexual escapades had been while drunk and never lasted any length of time, generally until I had an orgasm or two, and not any longer. I closed my eyes and relaxed while he continued to kiss and caress me. I felt special. I felt wanted. I was filled with emotion. His body seemed to fit against mine like it belonged in the place he had chosen to lay. His hip was against mine, his chest on my shoulder, and his leg bent at the knee, resting on my thigh I felt comfortable and had no desire to move in an effort to get comfortable. I was comfortable. I allowed myself to get lost in what I was feeling. I continued to softly stroke his cock, but he seemed to care not. His hand massaged my breasts while he continued to kiss from my neck to my jaw. I want to suck your cock so bad. But my knees, I whispered. He lifted his head. I opened my eyes. Instantly, I was lost. He wasn't the asshole I met in the alley. He wasn't the criminal who masterminded the diamond heist. He was the man that I had fallen in love with. And at that moment, I realized I wouldn't settle for anything short of admitting that I loved him. Love you. His mouth met mine. We embraced in a kiss. As many times as we had fucked before that night, we had never kissed, and I had no real idea what I was missing until his tongue began to lightly dance with mine. Chills ran along my spine. I began to rub my hands all over his naked body, searching for the perfect place to grab, to hold, to grip only to realize there was no perfect spot. Only the perfect man. And he was mine. At least, for the moment. The kiss satisfied me as completely as anything I had ever experienced. My hands eventually came to rest, my fingertips pressed into the muscular flesh of his back. His hands held my face lightly, as we continued with the kiss until we could kiss no more. He gazed into my eyes. I tingled from head to toe. Without explanation or any spoken word, he turned and positioned himself beside me, with his head close to my thighs and his hips beside my shoulder. Flat on my back, I stared up at the ceiling and wondered. Mentally ill prepared for the emotion and euphoria I was feeling. I gulped a choppy breath. I wanted to speak, to say something, to tell him how I felt, how he made me feel, and how deeply I enjoyed what we were doing. But I was afraid. I didn't want to change anything. I opted to keep my mouth shut, and for some reason, he did too. Maybe, I guessed, he felt no differently than I did, and didn't want it to end. He lifted his hips and began to climb on top of me, lifting his cock above my face. I craned my neck and encompassed the head of his dick in my mouth, lightly sucking against the soft flesh as he lowered himself onto me. A jolt ran through me as his tongue flicked against my clit. Oh. My. God. The thought of sucking his cock while he licked my pussy, was beyond exciting. I imagined it being a contest, each of us attempting to either match the other's oral sexual performance or exceed it. And all of it would happen in unison, like synchronized swimmers executing each movement perfectly in time with each other. I eagerly took him into my mouth. He slid a finger into my wetness, I began to work my mouth up and down the shaft while his hips began to softly buck in perfect time with my movements. His fingers worked in and out of my wet slit and, at the same time, his mouth kissed and sucked my swollen nub. I raised my ass from the bed and pressed my pussy against his mouth. A tingling sensation ran from my nipples to my clit, and returned, repeatedly. He inserted another finger. In response, I took more of him into my mouth. He began to moan. The pace of his thrusts increased slightly, ever so gently forcing more and more caulk into my mouth. Having the tip deep in my throat turned me on terribly. And I, too, began to moan against the flesh of his swollen shaft. I felt a fingertip against my asshole. In anticipation of him entering me, I began to suck his cock wanly, He pushed his fingers deep within my pussy and curled the tips of them against my G-spot. Something I had tried to find with little luck, he had found without instruction. His fingertips... Tickled the sensitive flesh, sending a wave of ecstasy through me. I reached up, gripped his tight ass in my hands, and forced his cock deep into my throat. His fingers penetrated my ass. Dear God. He sucked and licked my clit while his fingers fucked my ass and pussy at the same time. In and out, his fingers worked me into a puddle of emotion— "'while he nibbled and sucked my love button with precision. "'I felt myself quickly racing to climax. "'I thrust my hips up from the mattress over and over, "'fucking against his face. "'The sound of him sucking my pussy alone "'was enough to bring me to orgasm, "'but his fingers made it so much more enjoyable. "'My body shuddered in orgasm as I groaned against his cock, "'bearing it deep in my throat. "'I need a breath of air desperately.' but at that moment, I would have rather died than stop short of satisfying him. Another orgasm shot through me deeply, causing my muscles to contract. I pulled down on his ass, forcing the last inch of his manhood into my mouth. He let out a groan, his hips made two or three short thrusts, and his warmth filled my throat. Eagerly, I swallowed him completely satisfied that I had pleased him. I relaxed into the mattress. He rolled to the side. A soft moan escaped his lungs. And side by side, we fell asleep. The feeling of being kissed washed over me, and I felt a heavy weight pressing down on me. I opened my eyes. Dick was on top of me, and the room was lit only by the little bit of moonlight that shone in through the windows. I returned the kiss eagerly, desiring more. I wanted what we had before, earlier in the night. Soon, I got exactly what I wished for. After the passing of another magical moment, I was lost in a state of bliss, I continued to kiss him, grateful he was able to make me feel so special, with nothing more than a simple kiss. His hand fumbled between us. I felt pressure against my throbbing pussy. Oh, fuck. My eyes went wide as his length slowly pushed into me fully. Being stuffed with ten inches of cock all at once was a feeling in itself and I never wanted the experience of the first thrust to end. The kissing continued, and the fucking began. Our mouths parted. Between his thrusts, I expressed my satisfaction. Your cock feels so good. It's your tight pussy, he assured me. I wrapped my arms around him and held him tight as he fucked me deeply. I wanted to feel his body against mine, smell his scent, feel his skin, and listen to him breathe. I got all of that and more one thrust at a time. My hands worked my way up and down his body until they came to rest against the cheeks of his ass. With his muscular butt in my grip, I became the driving force behind his thrusts, pulling against his flesh. I timed them perfectly, hiking my feet high into the air and spreading my legs as wide as I was able. I wanted all of him that he was able to give. His ball slapped against the sensitive skin between my butt cheeks, driving me wild in anticipation of each penetration. I wrapped my legs over his shoulders and relished in the sight of the shadow the moonlight created along his muscular silhouette. I wanted him in my ass, but didn't dare ask. I was sober, and I didn't want him to think lesser of me. He reached beside the bed as he continued to fuck me, seeming to be fumbling for something. In a few seconds, I felt his hand along my thigh, and then a cold, wet substance on my ass. Oh, God. Please. He slowly withdrew his cock from inside me. He stroked it with the lube driving me insane with anticipation. His fingers first, and after a few preparatory strokes, he pushed himself into me. Slowly. I closed my eyes. I needed nothing but a few strokes to satisfy me completely. What he gave me was so much more. He pushed each of his thumbs into my pussy and his cock deep into my ass. With his hands... He thumb-fucked me, the web between his thumb and forefingers pummeling my clit with each stroke of his digits. At the same time, he fucked my ass like it was the last time he was going to have a chance. I would have guessed ten inches of cock deep in my ass would have killed me. But it was nothing short of perfect. I focused on the shadows cast on his perfect physique, alternating to his handsome face as he fucked my ass like a man-possessed. I have no idea how much time passed, but whatever the length, I was in ecstasy the entire time. My clit began to tingle. What felt like an electric shock danced between my pussy and my ass with each stroke of his manhood. My satisfaction came to a head, and I felt myself begin to explode. I'm going to come. Hard. Hard. I closed my eyes and tried to focus on the feeling of his cock deep in my ass, but instead found myself incapable of focusing on anything but my love for Dick. Everything slipped away from my mental grasp. My muscles tensed, loosened, tensed again. Confused, I opened my eyes. His back arched, and his breathing became choppy. I watched the muscles in his chest and arms become tense. The warmth of his cum filled me. And as soon as I felt it within me, I burst out in an orgasm of my own, crying out into the silent room for nothing more than to provide him with an assurance that he was wholly and completely the man of my dreams. His upper body came to rest on my chest, and once again, our lips pressed to one another, passionately. We kissed for some time. When he pulled his mouth from mine, I returned his passionate look, wanting to say something, to give what we had just shared a label, recognition, something. Jess, I love you, he said. My lips began to quiver. I raised my index finger, knowing an intimate response was impossible. Tears were welling in my eyes, and I was busy processing what he had said. A tear Rolled down my cheek. The moment I had weighed a lifetime for was well upon me. My lips parted. I love you too. But please, be gentle with my heart. I will, he assured me with a nod, because you're all I have. And I began to softly cry. Once again, that was an excerpt from Dick by Scott Hildreth. You can find out more on his website, scotthildrethalloneword.com. No spaces, no dashes, scotthildreth.com. Or you can follow the link in the information section below. Up next, a continuation of one of the more popular episodes in recent history. I bring you First Eight Part 2.
1: Mm. Mm. Hey there.
0: (laughs) Why, yes it is. It is already a good morning. Mm. How'd you sleep? Hmm? Hmm. Good. Hmm. Glad to hear it. Mm. Mm. Come here. Come on. Mm. Get closer to me. Hmm. I want to envelop you. I want to get my arms around you. Mm. I want to get my morning breath all over the back of your head. Hmm. Mm Mm-hmm, right there, right in the center back of your head. Mm. Now, like when I put my leg between yours, that you clamp down on it. mm it's very nice. Mm. You know... I have never, ever done anything like this. I know we talked about that last time, but this is just insane to me. I imagine it's a little bit crazy to you, too. You know, I get nervous and shy, just like everybody else. And doing that here, now, <sighs> I just, I never thought I'd stay over, you know? Even if a first date went really well, even if we fucked, I guess, I just never thought I'd do it. And, waking up like this, it's nice. It's nice. I feel very connected to you. I hope that's not too cheesy. I just wanna run the back of my fingers over your face. Stroke your hair. Hmm. Hmm. really is, though. It really is so, so nice. Hmm. Hmm. What are you doing to me? (laughs) The way you grind against me like that? Come on, now. I was just being romantic. I was just being sweet. can't do that. Oh, I see how it is. Not even five minutes into this day, and you're already calling me daddy, huh? Hmm. Mm. Well... Looks like you've woken somebody else up, too. Mm. To think I have to go from this nice, gentle touch... To wrapping my hand around your throat. Oh... And you know why? Because daddy takes what he wants. hmm It's a lot of fun for you, isn't it? Being able to give over power with just a switch. Being able to ask for exactly what you need without having to ask for it. Still having that deniability, that way to say no, play a game, wiggle and charm.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You're a very quick learner, aren't you, little girl? Figuring things out so, so easily. Mm. Speaking of wandering hands, I want you to feel mine. Sliding down your shoulder. Mm-hmm. Over your ribs. There we go. Over your hips. Mm. And then over your ass. Uh Uh-oh. See, I couldn't help but notice that you had that nice little bottle of lotion on the end table. And I thought If you were going to be difficult, I was just gonna put a little of that on my finger. Just like so. Mm Mm-hmm. Don't struggle. Or I'll choke you harder. And not in the fun way. Don't be afraid. Trust Daddy. He knows exactly what to do for you. Mm. So here you are, arrested in a very difficult position with just the tip of my finger not even circling the rim of your ass yet. Just pulling it apart. Opening it a little. Getting ready to dive in. It's thrilling, isn't it? The anticipation. The warm-up. Oh, you know it is. Hmm. There. The first little circle around the ring of your ass I said don't move. Mm mm. You asked Daddy to be in control, and now he is. Mm-hmm. Doesn't it feel good? Right there. Cold and wet. Interesting. Mm. Look at how quickly the romance goes. <laughs> mm. Do you feel how hard my cock is for you? Oh. And my balls are so heavy with cum. Mm-mm. And I'm not going to rest until I'm shooting it up your ass. No ifs, ands, or buts. Uh. Mm, There, just gently going in. Now this is a little trick I'm going to tell you. See, I push my finger into your ass very slowly, very gently, in and out. But I strangle you as I do, I choke you, and the focus goes right to that, to your throat, making it so much easier for me to get my finger in just a little bit deeper, just a little bit deeper every time. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I want you I want you so fucking badly I can't wait to fucking fill you up with my cum and that is just the start of our day (sighs) hmm there we go. Down to the first digit. Look at how slow and careful and good to you I am. We both know I could have corkscrewed my way in there. But no, I want you to love it. I want you to beg for it. I want you to think about the day that a man flipped you over stuck his finger inside you, opened you up, and came inside you all before breakfast and come to it over and over again. I'm going to live in your memory forever. Mm Mm-hmm. All the way in. There we go mmm mm. Gosh and then just turning my hand around left to right up and down before making little swirls with my finger just little circles with my finger mm-hmm that's it and that's all hmm hmm what are you saying is it time for finger number two yet oh guess what I'm in charge you're just supposed to nod don't worry it's not too tight it's not too much just focus on being full That sensation of being entirely filled. Just imagine how amazing my cum is going to feel. There we go. Be brave. Be strong. You know you've always been curious. You know you've always been kinky. You know you've always wanted more and more and more. And finally, you found a man who's going to give it to you. Mm-hmm. It's okay to grunt. It's okay to grit your teeth. We're going real slow. We're applying the lubricant to every single little nerve ending. Oh, yes. As far down as we can go. And then we're leaving just a little bit more, because you know daddy's cock is longer than his fingers. Mm-hmm. What a brave little girl you are. Oh Say thank you. Mm-hmm. You're very welcome. Mm. And just for the fun of it, I'm gonna clench your throat very tight. Uh, look at you walking that line between pleasure and pain. Uh, It's just about to get a whole lot more blurred. You feel how hot and thick this cock is for you. Now lie flat on your stomach. Uh, No. That's not gonna do. Here. Take this pillow. Mm -hmm. Let's get it under your hips and spread your legs apart so that your clit can rub against it a little bit. That's a better angle. And let me assure you, you're going to want to get some clitoral stimulation with this. It's gonna be something else. Mm. Mm, oh. Now. I'm gonna grab your hair and I'm gonna push your face down into the mattress very gently as I push very slowly into you Uh.
1: UGH! (sighs)
0: Uh <sighs> oh, that ass is so fucking tight
1: Ah. Uh. Oh.
0: Oh, oh, you're such a good fucking little girl. Oh, oh, shh, no, shh, it's okay. I'll pull out real slow, I promise. It's okay. You did so well. It's okay, I know it's sensitive. It's all right. Okay. All right. Let's roll you back over. A spoon with you after that. It's intense, isn't it? Very bonding. I feel very close to you now. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty intense, I agree. Mm. I'm so glad we're doing that at the beginning of the day. Otherwise, I think I'd just pass right out. And that would be pretty rude. After forcing myself upon you like that. (laughs) Oh, wow. That was amazing. It came so hard. Well, I don't know about how you view things and... Maybe I'm just playing into gender stereotypes here, but I think after that, you have definitely earned some pancakes and or waffles. So, what do you say we take a shower, we get cleaned up, I know this amazing place. You like that? Yeah? Good. Good. Very few questions this week, so please consider sending one in before I go and leave you next week. And you think, oh, what could have been? What could have been? All right. Question number one comes from Willow. Hey,
2: Jack. Hello. It's Willow. Hi. Um, I hope you're doing well. Thank, Thank you. you. I hope everything's fine. I have um two questions for you. Okay. Um, the first one is. As a person that tries to go to the gym, would you ever decide to do, like, a personal trainer kind of skit? I'm just wondering. Um,
0: Yes, actually, I think I will. That is one thing that I'm willing to spend money on. I'm kind of a penny pincher, as I've alluded to in the past. I think, uh, (laughs) look at me stuttering. Yeah, I think I'll actually pay for a, a personal trainer one day. Just because if I pay for it, I'm definitely working out. I'm definitely. I'm not going to spend that money and not do it. Uh, so, absolutely.
2: Um, that's my first question. Okay. Um, my second question is: um, as a person that has a weird job, I'm a mortician.
1: Mm. Would a
2: like a person in a relationship with their job ever like get in the way? Not where they worked so long, but what their job was. Because I've actually um on a few dates and um whenever i brought up what my job was um if they had a weak stomach it went it would it would go south it it went it surprised me kind of really bad i actually had somebody throw up <laughs> that, that was really awkward um <clears throat> especially around just a bunch of people um but like would the, a job ever get like away on the relationship you had with a person um and i was just just wondering
0: so i'm gonna stop it there uh I I tried to think of because this is something that that was asked pretty repeatedly in the first six months or so, on the Tumblr blog. Um, would you date X? Would you date Y professionally? And the only thing that I can come up with is I'm too jealous. I'm too egotistical to date a current sex worker. I could date a former sex worker, but I couldn't date a current one. I just I I I couldn't do it. I just I'm just too needy. Uh, but no, I would absolutely date a mortician, but, but to be fair, I'm kind of an odd duck on that one as well. I, I took a college course called Death and Dying, and the professor still, I shouldn't say still, the last one was years ago, but he emailed me for years after going, you know, you're still the top grade in this class. You've never, you've never been bested. Um, and we we did all kinds of stuff and we reread the body farm book I forget what it's called stiff maybe it's been a long time uh yeah so I I, I would absolutely date a mortician and I wouldn't feel weird about it at all uh, a lot of people have that ickiness about hospitals and stuff I don't have that I also don't have the zest for it uh like people are like let's go to a graveyard I'm like no no, there's nothing better about a graveyard than a park and less tripping hazard. So absolutely not.
2: And um, I saw a lot of like the short girl questions going around on Tumblr. Lots and as a short girl myself, I didn't, I don't, was the shortest person you've been with in like a relationship? Because I am 4'10 and that, <laughs> that, that's, I'm like the size of a middle schooler. I I don't know. But um what was the smallest person you ever been in a relationship with? Oh I guess that was another question. Um but yeah, um hope everything's doing well and uh, keep up the great work and you're doing wonderful with all your podcasts and everything and um hope the sales are going wonderful on the um the vibe's. I mean it's a good way to get business going out there and expanding, which is wonderful. Um, Um hope you have a good day.
0: Thank you very much, so the shortest woman I've been with is about your height. I never asked i never I never asked her to quantify it, but she was she was under five foot uh so that's the shortest woman I was ever with i do I do have a question about morticians though, and your height because it's my understanding in most counties of the United States of America that the only person who could take Power away from the sheriff with an emergency declaration is the mortician. And my question is, how would a four foot ten person do that? <laughs> but on the other side of it, if you put them in a jail cell, they might be able to slip right out and lead La Revolution. All right, up next we have Cashmere Knit.
2: Hi, Jack. Hello. This is Therese. Hi. How are you? I'm well. I have two questions for you today. Okay. The first is about theme parks. Hooray! So, do you like them? Yes. And if so, what's your favorite ride? And the.
0: All right, I'm going to stop her there. My favorite ride are roller coasters, especially wooden ones, although we've gotten to a point with with space polytechnic plastic shit that they're now building unreal structures. And if it's big enough, plastic is just fine, which is what all of you ladies say at home when listening to my podcast.
2: The second question is about words that sound funny. There are some <laughs> words that just make you smile when you hear a them. For example, burbuja or bubble in Spanish uh, or squishy in English. Do you have any favorite words like that? Thank you, and I hope you have or will have a lovely break.
0: Thank you so much. Uh, break is after next week's episode just for the conscientious. Uh, I, I got to tell you, Kalamazoo is a city, and I hear it, and I smile, and I'm like, how did that happen? Uh, I, I think it's just such a funny word. It sounds funny. It is funny. Kalamazoo. Up next, a series of questions from Vivacious Red.
3: Hi, Jack. Hello. My name is uh, Vivacious Red. I'm a first-time asker of questions, (laughs) uh, but a long-time listener. Oh, my. And um, I decided uh, to ask you some questions uh, that I've been wondering (laughs) And the first one is have you ever taken the law into your own hands and by that I mean um, have you ever helped to see justice done in the sense that have you interfered with a situation um, that you could have really walked away from public or um, yeah I'd like to know that (laughs) And also my second...
0: All right, so stopping her there. Uh, unfortunately, I'm a little bit of a Nazi. I'm a little bit of a respect respect the public place and don't break laws kind of fella. And as a bigger guy with nothing to lose, uh, I, I have thrown myself into a number of situations. Recently, I did, uh, when going to the grocery store... Two kids were fucking around right before closing, and I did get them arrested. And the best part about that story is, which is, I'm telling super briefly, but they were tiny. They were 12 and 13, and one of them gave me a death glare, but he was 13. So it was like a little baby staring me down, talking, just a little baby going, Oh, I'll kill you, I'll kill you. As soon as I learn how to shave, I'll kill you. It was very funny.
3: Also my second question, you know how we all have these like jobs that we look back at where usually you have them when you're young, maybe it's a summer job, where you look back and you're like, this is the most shittiest job I ever had. Like one of those really crummy jobs when you look back and you're like, I can't believe, God, I did that for like six months during a summer. Um, and if so, would you tell us a little about that and why you found it to be um, particular lo- particularly loathsome? That would be nice.
0: Uh, I once worked in a call center and I actually enjoyed it. I got to put on accents and play characters for every different call. And I was pretty good at selling, uh, especially to women for some reason unknown. Wink, wink but i did have one horrible session where i worked 3 to midnight my days off were tuesday wednesday and i had the worst boss he got the best numbers literally the best numbers in the company out of our team and he was just so mean i literally cried once a week um and he was always always threatening and awful and i wasn't a kid either i was i mean i guess i was it's 2324 and, uh, oh, that time of my life, so loathsome. But no great stories or anything there. Just, just a really, really shitty six-month stint. Uh, the money was good, and I convinced myself that was important
3: and also my last question i was wondering when because i know when my girlfriends get together (laughs) and we talk about either the guys we're dating or the guys that we're in a relationship with um we can be pretty raunchy Mm. and i think that guys don't realize how explicit and how much stuff we talk about And I was wondering, when guys get together, um, do you ever talk about girlfriends and relationships? And if so, what is the tone? Um, And um, because with women, especially my experience, we get we get into everything. And yeah, but I wanted to also say thank you for all the wonderful stories that you put up. It's really nice to listen to. And uh, yeah, I hope everything keeps going well for you. Thank you so much.
0: Thank you very much for calling in. Um, So with guys, I've noticed, at least in my own small sample size, the relationship is pretty inverse. You're expected to talk about sex and... Uh, I'm a very private person, so I don't. I've, I break these boundaries. But you're expected to talk about sex and getting that and what it's like, etc. And then relationship problems is something that you save for your friends. And every single time a guy has, like, walked into a room where he doesn't know people very well and talked about his problems, it's it's like he became Medusa because all the other guys would just, like, look away and not make eye contact anymore. Um I mean, I, I, could, I could rail and rail and rail about toxic masculinity, but the truth of the matter is, I just think guys are trained from birth to not feel their feelings. And even then, when you're talking about how raunchy and and dirty and, and explicit girls are when they talk about guys, I, I tensed up a little, and I was like, ooh, I don't want to be talked about that way. That's my That's my man emotions getting involved there. So... Uh, I've definitely got some deprogramming still to do myself. And speaking of deprogramming, uh, this is the end of deprogram. So uh, thank you so much for listening. Again, I know it might be confusing with people saying for three weeks now (laughs) you're going on break, but there is still one more show left in us uh, on the 12th, and then there will just be a one-week absence uh, people are acting like it's the end of the world. <laughs> but that's okay. I guess I've trained you to need me, and frankly, there are there are worse situations in life. I hope you enjoyed the piece, uh, the chapter from Dick. Once again, that's Scott Hildreth. All one word is his website, scotthildreth.com. You can just go ahead and check him out there. Uh, it's looking like... <clears throat> excuse me. It's looking like quite the piece there. Uh... Yeah, and he was he was a pleasure to work with. So, Dick, because get right to that point. <laughs> uh, I truly, truly, truly hope that you have a wonderful, wonderful week and weekend ahead of you. I look forward to seeing you next week. Send some more questions in. We didn't have enough, and I know you want just a little bit more.